Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome back to episode number 102 on Grieving Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hillica. And today we're going to talk about learning to love yourself. How in the world do you even learn to love yourself? And what does that mean? Does that mean you are being a selfish if you learn to take care of yourself and love yourself? Does that mean you are becoming vain in yourself? I want to dive into all of these questions today and why I believe learning to love yourself is so important on your grief journey or in fact for everyone in their lives. But first, Relief and Grief is open. Come join me on July 14th, 15th, and 16th for live coaching, teaching, and connecting with other moms um, on this. Like, you're all, we're all walking this together, right? And there's other sessions, different sessions that we'll dive into. We'll dive into different concepts of grief and learn and hold space for all of your grief together. There will be a private Facebook group for those who join. And if you cannot make it live to the call, you'll also be able to catch the replay in the Facebook group. So even if you can't make the call live, it's so worth it to join. Go to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com to save your spot. And I can't wait to see you inside there. So let's dive into learning to love yourself. This is not something that happens overnight, but it's so important if you want to love others well. You have to learn to love yourself first. This can feel very selfish. Like if you want to love others, you have to give everything to everyone else around you and then you can love yourself. But how often do you give to everyone else around you? And then because you are so drained and gave everything away that you are resentful of them. And take a moment to think, does that help your relationship with them? When you learn to love yourself, You can take care of yourself and from that place of love, give to others without depleting yourself. It can seem counterintuitive, but the more that you take care of yourself, the more that you love yourself, the better you take care of others, the more compassion you have for others, and the more you love others. Think about it. When you are in a really low place in your life, like grief, like so many of you and me are living in the deep grief, for example, do you have more compassion or less compassion for other people? When you are in so much pain, so super resentful, or feel really weighed down by your pain, are you more willing to help others or less willing? And I want to say like, you might want to, you might want to help others, But when you are in that place of such depletedness, I guess, um, it's hard to even have the energy or to 
like reach deep into yourself for that compassion. I have found for me that when I am in that place, I don't have much compassion for anyone else because my own pain is so overwhelming that I cannot help anyone else. I can't connect with others and I get resentful towards others. My story is the worst story and everyone else is just annoying. I have all sorts of things. But when I take time to care for myself and know that my pain is worthy and valid, just like everyone else's pain is worthy and valid, all of a sudden I'm more compassion, more compassionate and open to hearing and helping others. So I've been working with moms for over a year and a half now. And this has shown me that at the core of it, so many of you are walking around with beliefs like you don't deserve to be happy. You are bad. You are not good enough. You don't deserve anything good in your life. Things like that. These kinds of beliefs are the lens through which you look at your life through. When you have these beliefs, you see things differently than if you're looking through a lens of compassion and love for yourself. Just like the episode, What Story Are You Telling? that I did almost a year ago, looking through different lenses can totally change how you tell your story. So most of you are looking through a lens of judgment, shame, not good enough, beating yourself up. You look at your grief experience, your experience with your child dying, and all you see is how it was your fault, how you should have acted differently, why you are bad, why you don't deserve anything, and so on. And this in turn creates a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, and it definitely doesn't give you close and connected relationships when you are treating yourself so horribly. So how can you begin to look through a different lens of compassion and love for yourself? This doesn't have to mean that you become selfish, and this doesn't have to mean that you don't love anyone else. It means that you look through the lens and see how you tried your best, how you are doing the best you know how, how you are a human and you are doing the best you can every single day, how you loved and still love your child and you did the absolute best you could for them. So think about somebody who takes care of themselves, who has boundaries in place, who really kind they don't put themselves first, but they put their mental health, their emotional health as a top priority in their life. And can you see that they have more space to love others? They have more capacity to hold space for others. Loving yourself includes looking through the lens with compassion and understanding that you would give to others in your life if they were going through a similar situation. So looking at your own life and giving yourself what you would give to others. So often we don't give that to others. We or to ourselves. We only give it to others. But noticing the words that go through your mind as you berate yourself and deciding that you can talk to yourself in a way that you would talk to a friend. There's no need to be beating yourself up every single day like like I have done so many times, that maybe you are doing, noticing how you talk to yourself in your head or about yourself out loud. This can be a huge first step towards deciding that you are not the scum of the earth and that, yeah, you do deserve some love and happiness in your life, even as an imperfect human being. So yeah, you could step into being vain and selfish, but I actually believe that this is not very common. I do believe that we are so critical, judgmental of ourselves 
and learning to be comfortable with who you are as the person that God made you to be and loving yourself anyways, um, like loving who you are as God who made you to be. This is a beautiful thing. It's not a selfish thing. It's knowing that you're imperfect, knowing that you're not a perfect human being, knowing that there's so many things that you can continue to work on and do better. But at the core of it, God made you who you are and you can learn to love yourself. You can learn to love that person that God has made you to be and that God loves you as you are as well. I think of this analogy of a pitcher of water. Imagine that there's a pitcher of water and there's everything that you need in your life filling into the pitcher of water or into the pitcher. So this water is, sorry, the water is everything you need and it's filling into this pitcher. And as women, as moms, we dump from this pitcher to everyone else all the time. And so our pitcher is always empty because we're always giving it to everyone else. Dump, 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 dumping it everywhere to everyone else. And what would happen if you took a moment to let that pitcher fill up? What if you let that pitcher with everything that you needed fill up to the top? What would happen to it? If you let it fill up, it would overflow and it could get to everybody else around you anyways. You wouldn't have to keep dumping it out, but you could come from a place that's full and fulfilled and happy and then you can help other people. Then you can love others well. Then you can, you know, give and serve and help others and you don't have all that resentment and exhaustion and tiredness and you're just doing it just because that's what you're supposed to do rather than you get to give it with joyful cheerfulness wanting to do it because if you think about it on the end of the person who is receiving your help um at, at least for me I don't want to be on the receiving end of somebody who's giving resentfully to me somebody who feels really exhausted and drained and who's like oh fine I'll do it because I have to but I really don't want to do this and now I'm crabby at you and why didn't you ever help? And I'm just trying to show you that I love you and you don't appreciate me rather than coming from a place of, I am okay. I know my worth. I love myself and I'm helping because I want to help you and because I love you and I care for you. I would rather have help from that kind of energy rather than the kind where somebody's coming from such a depleted place. So what about you? What would you like? Like, what would you, what would you want to do? And so when you come from a place of love within yourself, it's easier to give that love to everyone else around you because you don't have to try to get that love from others. You don't have to try to people please to get that love to, to get others to love you. You can be okay with where you're at and from that place, happily serve and give to others, right? So what steps can you take today to love yourself? I would first encourage you to begin to notice how you talk to yourself or talk about yourself. What story do you tell yourself about yourself? These are the deep beliefs and the lens in which you are looking at yourself through. Like I always say in the Life After Child Loss pro program, begin with curiosity, getting curious so that you can become aware of what's going on in your mind and in your life. 
for me, I first became aware of the thoughts that were going through my mind and how harshly I talked to myself when my therapist told me to read the book, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. This really helped me begin to see how I was talking to myself and how destructive it was to talk in that way to myself. So if you haven't read that book yet, I highly, highly recommend it. It's Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And as always, I'm holding you close in my heart this week. Remember to join Relief and Grief. This is my first one since January, so it's been a long time and I can't wait to see you inside there. Go to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com. And until next week, take care. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about in this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.